because I feel like um, my purpose is now so big. It's really, as I mentioned before, it's to restore the the family dynamic on this planet. And, um, and so I can't sit back anymore. I have to still maintain my support role with Grant and us because that's, that's our foundation. But now I have this opportunity to help people and couples are also figure out how to get along and work well and have the similar successes. And I'm passionate about women empowering women so that they own their power so that they can be stronger in their lives, but then they can have the power, which is capacity or the in, ability to influence the behavior of others. Then they can influence their brothers, their sisters, their husbands, their children, you know, and the ripple effect continues. They can then have be the power of their community and the world and, and women can change this world by really stepping up and, and owning that power. All right. For me, success is continuing to fulfill my potential. So it's always something I'm looking toward, not something I've achieved. To me, success is doing something that you love to do, that allows you to be of service to others, and it, it gives you a sense of fulfillment in your heart. I think I, I chased success so much that I put happiness on hold for 20 years. And now I realize if I put happiness first, the success chases me. Success is being able to have the control of your day-to-day, -day, of your life, of having a freedom, financial independence. If you're doing it on your own schedule, that's success. In essence, the fulfillment of knowing that you've done your best is my de definition of success. This is the Alden Report. Folks, before we get into our next guest, I'm super excited about our latest program. Look, we've been on television for close to 20 years, literally selling hundreds of millions of dollars with products and services that have had a positive impact on people's lives. We've created millionaires. If you've ever watched television, you've most likely seen me on television, not dressed like this, but in a suit and in a tie. Listen, we've re-engineered the process. We're allowing people, a small group of people, whether you're an author, whether you're a business coach, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you have a program or a service that you feel as though that can have a positive impact on people's lives and you want to up-level your game, you know, you're tired of what's going on on social media, you're tired of AI is not kicking in, you're tired of all the money that you're spent and you're not seeing any return. You're tired of all these fraudsters out there that tell you they're going to put you in Huffington Post or USA Today or Forbes and it's nothing just but a joke. You want to be in front of millions of people every single day all over the country. Folks, we've been doing it for 20 years. We've re-engineered the process. We've made it possible for the average everyday person to participate in this. If you want to up-level your game, if you truly want to build your profile, if you truly want to get in front of millions of people every single day, Send me a direct message at Mike Alden 2012. You'll see it on the bottom of the screen at Mike Alden 2012 and put TV in the message. And I will get back to you personally and see if you're a good fit for us. Again, send me a direct message at Mike Alden 2012. Send me the message TV and we'll see if you're a good fit. This is the Alden Report. Hi, my name is Mike Alden. We are here in Blue Bay Studios, and I tell you, I'm super excited 
from my next guest. My next guest is an entrepreneur. She's an author. She's a social media influencer. She's an actress. She's doing all these things. And she's also the builder of empires. Folks, uh, I tell you, if you want to learn from someone who is doing great things and has done great things, this is an episode you're definitely not going to want to miss. Please help me welcome Elena Cardone. Elena, thanks so much for being here. Oh, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, uh, before we went live, I was saying I don't think we've actually met face to face, but thank you for doing this and spending the time. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, and, and again, I think you've done some great things. So let's um, let's let's just kind of start, I guess, really from the beginning of your career. So in your your career, you started out as, as a model and an actress. Um, I'm always fascinated by kind of how that world starts. Like, how do you? you know, kind of get into that world at a, at a young age? Well, it's interesting. I'm sure everybody's journey is different. Um, you know, my father wanted to be a radio actor. I mean, he's passed away now, but he, he was, he, Uh-oh, we lost you. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> then, unfortunately, I had the situation happen when I was um, I had just turned 14 years old and my friend Goldie, who lived across the street from me, perished in a fire. Unfortunately, it was pretty devastating for me. I witnessed the whole thing. It was very traumatic at 14 to have to confront something so um, devastating, to say the least. So I kind of went on a on a, like a, a a very dark path where I just used drugs to self medicate and kind of go numb, and um, but you know the the burnt out house was always there. So every time I went in and out of my house, it was directly across the street from me. So I had to see that house and. And then you put drugs on top of the whole scene. And I, I lived in New Orleans. It was wild. I had more friends that died because of the scene I was living in with overdoses, suicides, accidents, random stuff. It was just a very chaotic and painful life. And um, and I just always knew from school I wasn't really great in school. I was more of an artist. I was a visionary. I, I, I was always daydreaming. I was always playing out scenarios in my head. Well, what if we did this? And what would that look like? And the this and the different roles and people. And I, I just thought everybody did that. But really, that that was my mind. But it doesn't really serve in the school system and academia world. So um, I knew at a very early age that I had to get out of New Orleans if I was going to really survive. And to, to be honest, I had no desire to go, go to college or do anything like that. So um, I found that I could use acting as a way to escape things. Um, I went to a public high school. It was pretty rough. Um, and in order to get out of that in my ninth grade, uh, I, I found this school called the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, where I auditioned um, as an actress to get into the school. I got into the school. And what that did was it took me out of the, the public school for half. I only had to go there half a day for the main um, uh, electives or whatever they call that. And then I could go to credits or whatever. And then I could go to the arts center. So acting saved me to getting out of that public school. And then at 17, um, I, uh, I auditioned in front of a, a modeling agency and they said, yeah, come on out. And so 
at 17, I knew no one. And I said, I'm, I'm going. My parents were like, you can't do this. You're going to get peer pressured. And I sat him down and I was like, name a drug, you know, other than cocaine and heroin, like name one. Okay. I'm actually leaving to go make something out of myself. And, and after they picked their jaws off of the ground, they, they conceded and said, fine. And so I went to Louis, uh, I went to Los Angeles to, to, to build my career and to escape new Orleans. So that's how I got into acting. It was really my last resort of what can I do being this girl from new Orleans? I'm, I'm not like a quote unquote smart person, so that was really my only option and I loved it. So that's how I got into it. <laughs> Quite a story, right? Yeah. Um, boy, um, the interesting part about to your story is I hear a lot of that with entrepreneurs uh, and, you know, people that have uh, have done great things is they start out really, really difficult. And, and as I'm listening to your story, obviously we'll talk a little bit about Grant. Um, you know, Grant had, you know, had similar troubles when he was younger um, certainly could not be a model, uh, <laughs> no, maybe probably could, <laughs> That's uh, true. but, but, um, so, okay. So you leave, uh, Louisiana and by the way, I didn't realize that too, cause Grant's from Louisiana too. So that's interesting. No, yeah. Yeah. Louisiana grants from Lake Charles and I'm from new Orleans. So yeah, we're both from Louisiana. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, okay. So then you go to LA, uh, which it, it probably is even a, uh, maybe even a, a worse kind of town to be in. If you had some challenges with, you know, with drugs and things like that, were you nervous that when you went out there that, that you, you could potentially fall into the same thing? No, because honestly, um, and, and I'm just going to be honest, I, I felt like L.A. was 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 tame <laughs> compared to the my life in New Orleans. New Orleans was really 24-7. The bars didn't close. I wouldn't go out until literally midnight as a teenager and not come home till 7 a.m. I used to come out, come with sunglasses. And I feel like I grew up in the punk rock hardcore era. You know, I, I I had shaved half of my head. My sister had a two foot white mohawk. So I felt like I had seen some things on the streets in New Orleans. And so when I went to L.A., it gave me a sense of I could sort of see through a lot of um, the street stuff. So the, the rich guys that wanted to buy women were just very apparent to me. It wasn't like they could influence me. Um, to to get in their good behavior, a because I had a punk rock background, so I was all, that was already the antithesis of the type of person that I wanted to be or assimilate with. So and and I really knew that I was going there to really try to get myself to a better place in life. So even though it is a very insidious atmosphere on a whole other level, um, I wasn't worried about falling into the drug world because I realized that those people couldn't influence me on that line. Yeah, that makes sense. And as I'm listening to you as well, I think about essentially, you know, your, your education, right. Which was the street smart stuff. And and so many successful entrepreneurs, you know, kind of have that street smarts, right. You know, you don't necessarily need the, the academics, uh, you know, to, to, to be successful. Do you feel like even today and where you're at today that you're, upbringing and your ability to just really kind of almost see through people in their true intentions. Uh, do you think that, that that difficulty in the way you grew up has really helped you even, you know, fast forwarding now into your life? Oh, million percent. You know, it's, it's very ironic because I, I grew you know, I have that, that 
that environment that I, I lived in for so long. And it did give me a street smart with, with especially the drug world and, and how to conduct myself on the streets. But in business, what's interesting and so duplicitous is that in business, in the beginning, um, I, I had a tendency to be a bit naive in business because I'd never been around business people before. So I didn't understand the, the, the street the streets of the of the business world. So in the beginning, I kind of thought, well, they know more than me and they're successful and they have finances that I didn't have or come from. So I kind of put them in this elevated category, which was a mistake. And then I assumed that they knew more. And then I kind of went a little bit naive where I believed what they said because you know I compromised my knowingness from the streets. And then I, I I realized, wow, you know, I wasn't naive on the streets, but now I'm naive in business. And then I realized, well, okay, so that's a weakness. So I put a policy with myself that everything would have to get run through a filter, which is similar to things that you do on the streets, right? But but I ran everything through a filter of am I being naive? So now when people tell me things, I run through that and um and 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 I and I don't take what they say for face value. I look at the statistics. What have you done? Who's your background? What are the people like you around? Are they having success around you? What are your relationships? What are the subjects that you talk about? All of this kind of things are my little markers and red flags for being able to graph and put somebody um, in a category to protect myself and my empire now. But I actually had to learn the the business world is different from the street world in a sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. In a second, I want to talk to you a little bit about those early stages uh, in your career and, you know, the, the moment or, or moments that really kind of helped you early on in, in your career as a model uh, and an actress. Again, we're on with Elena Cardone. We're just getting started this is the author report. I'm super excited to have her on. If you're not following Elena Cardone, you just need to check her. I mean, you could just Google her, but you can also uh, go to elenacardone.com. You can check her out on Instagram at Elena Cardone. And I believe your TikTok is Elena Cardone official. Yes. You're on your TikTok. Yeah, I think well. so. I think yep. so. Um, definitely check her out. See what she's doing. She also has a book out. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but man, I tell you, um, we've had some powerful women on this, uh, on, on this show and I'm excited to have her on. So, uh, make sure you give her a, a follow. Um, so, you know, uh, early on in your career, so you go there at 17, which is just, it's, it's somewhat incomprehensible, uh, to think about that. And, you know, when, when, especially when you did it, because they're, uh, like right now, right in, in theory, you could get on Instagram, you could get on Twitter, you get on Facebook, you could try and connect with people, get on Clubhouse, right? Try and figure out a way to connect with people. But so you go out there without anybody. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, your growth as, a, as an actress and, and, and as a model and what you did. Because back then, again, and I still think that all this stuff probably applies today, uh, you know, I think it was a lot harder to, to meet people uh, and to also to be able to meet people that are going to help elevate you. I'd love to hear about you know what your what what your steps were like when you, you know, uh, literally got off that plane in L.A. Well, my sister was there for she stayed with me for a week while I looked for places to stay and whatnot. And um, and I had a modeling agency there that was willing to represent me. So so it's not really fair to say I knew no one there. I knew a modeling agency there. 
Um, but I just started to meet the other models. I started to, I just, I don't know. I just started to network and, and, and study the ropes and learn the ropes. Um, and, and I, and I really, because I'm an artist and a visionary, I really, I study people. I, I was an actor, right? So by nature. So I just started to really study people. And that's when I started to really put the pieces together about people and, and Los Angeles really became the Petri dish for my, my not so scientific studies, but one of the biggest things that I'm so grateful that LA taught me, um, which I think is, is such an incredible takeaway. If, if, if anyone on here can really um, process this information, it's what I learned about people and the people that, first of all, confronting that evil people exist and there are people that actually wanna see the demise of you was a, a very hard concept for me at first. Um, but what I learned was, is that the people who even pretend to be your friends and loved ones and only doing things just because they care about you and they love you so much, what those people will do in order to, to get you to introvert on yourself is they attack your strengths. So I always thought they would attack your weaknesses, right? But they don't, they attack your strengths. So whatever you think you're great at, in my case, um, you know, I was there as an actress and a model, right? So what would they attack the strengths on? If I'm being paid as a model for my looks, what what are the people around me that are going to want to control me do? They're going to start picking apart and nitpicking your looks. And, and that's why so many girls that are so talented as an actress and a model, they'll start picking at their bodies and introverting them on their bodies. Why? Because they have no strengths to lean back on. They're made to think... And, and they're picked apart. And I saw that over and over and over how people can be manipulated by simply attacking their strengths. And, um, and, and then they'll end up feeding the weaknesses. So the weaknesses are, are the drugs, the excessive alcohols, the strip clubs, the, you know, the porn, the, the, whatever, the, 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 the things that can weaken a human being, the people that actively want to see your demise and control you, are the ones that will always lead you in, the, in those directions of your biggest weaknesses. And they will attack over and over and over in, in you know, usually with a smile, um, your strength. So that, that has been a huge benefit for me in my life going forward in business and being able to protect my empire now is that's one of, that's the first thing I look for is, um, and it's not just a one-time thing. I'm looking for a trend, right? But but the people that come in that I can start seeing all the all the things that they do, right? They all start cutting the the real people who are connected to you that that um, really do flow power to you and that you are powerful with. They'll start cutting those those people out of your life. So you have no power terminals to um, get stronger with, you know, the power electricity goes between two points, they'll cut them out, they'll attack your strengths. And I look for that. And I'm, and I'm not confused by the people that are hard on you, the tough love people. Like when I wrote the book, Build an Empire, Grant was tough on my weaknesses. He called me uh, a coward, lazy and a coward when um, after seven months of writing the book, I had no finished product. And he said, where's the book? And I came up with all of my excuses. I'm not smart. I never wrote. I'm, I'm not school. I can't sit still. I couldn't even write an English paper, you know, so, so I'm giving my excuses to keep me weak. And he hammered them out. It got me so in, 
infuriated that I finished the book within a month. And now I'm really proud of it. It rehabilitated my entire school years because wow, now I'm an author. Like I'm one of the smart people. Like it just, and the book I think really can help a lot of people. So it was such a massive win, but, but the people who truly love you and support you will stamp and stomp on your weaknesses in order to make you greater. And they lead you away from your weaknesses, but they will push you if need be um, towards really your strengths. So I, I can't, I can't fault Hollywood. I learned a lot from that experimental project. Wow. Uh, as they would say, there's a lot to unpack uh, from what from what you just said. But uh, as I'm listening to you, I think one of the big things it sounds like that you really developed as as a skill is 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 we're talking about trust and the ability to trust people, but also a la Ronald Reagan, trust but verify. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy because the book uh, uh, or, or, or as I say, not just the book, but anything having to do with empires, I say, find the one you trust and build an empire. I mean, certainly no one's going to go marry and be with someone that they don't love. I mean, that's, but so I'm awful love because love, whatever I've been married for almost 20, I've been with Grant for 20 years. I've been married for almost 19 years. So those feelings of love from my experience, they fade from time to time. You can just be like, oh, or when you get angry or in a fight, sometimes you even think, oh, wow, like, I don't even know if I like this person. Like, I don't even like I've had those thoughts. I'm, I'm being real. I've had these thoughts like, oh, my God. But then I always go back to I trust him. I mean, he's monogamous. I'm monogamous. I have my roles in my relationship, which we've each delayed up. Who gets to run the de this department in our life, that department, who runs all the departments. And we say who gets to be the in charge. So even when I'm in an argument with Grant or feel I don't like him, um, which quite honestly hasn't been for a long time because we happen to be on a really good run right now. I don't know about your relationship, but mine has little things. Mine's been on a steady increase um, for the last year, but 2020 was our most difficult year in all transparency. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, the point is, is that even when things aren't going great, he can trust me to execute and be 100% in my role, whether I like him or not, I'm still going to do 100% of all of all of the areas that I'm responsible for. And I can trust and depend on him to do the same. And neither one of us, just because we don't like each other at that moment, when we happen to be in an argument, aren't going to go out and do something stupid to destroy the empire. Why? Because we trust each other. We respect each other. We are madly in love with each other, whether it feels like it or not in the moment that there's no denying there's such an immense amount of love. Why? Because we help each other achieve our goals and our dreams. And that's when I fall more in love with him. And that's when he falls more in love with me. So the more we have to keep that in. So we're winning and helping each other. Um, and we're, and we're fortified as a couple fighting the enemy um, instead of each other, like we used to do in the beginning of our relationship. So that's why I say, find the one you trust and build an empire. Wow, man, you know, I was listening to you. It's just ah, just awesome. You know, I, I, one of the things I was thinking too about um, 
you know, your relationship with Grant. I know that you also, uh, through the 10X Empire, uh, you also, you know, work with couples uh, and, and kind of you know, teach them about, you know, uh, what makes your relationship great and, and help others as well. Um, but I was thinking too early on in, in your, when you first, I know a little bit about the story because Grant told it a bunch of times about how you guys met and you said no to a million times and finally said yes. But um, when you first uh, did, uh, you know, kind of start maybe dating Grant or getting involved in Grant, where, where, where you were at in life, um, you were still an actress, still a model. Um, that in and of itself, you are an entity, you are a business, right? Like, you know, uh, you know Jay-Z, you know, um, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a businessman, uh, businesswoman. But when were they just two different lifestyles, though, the way Grant lived his life and the way you lived your life in the beginning? Was it something that you had to kind of learn and assimilate to is is because, I mean, you know, a lot of people know Grant and uh, I, I don't know you that well. And I don't I mean, you know, Grant that well personally, but we've had some, you know, some interactions. Uh, he seems like, you know, somebody that's go, 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 go. He's all about business. He's all about growth. He's all about cash flow. Obviously, your cats are named cash and flow. <laughs> right. Um but but for you, was it was it something of a big adjustment for you to 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 get involved in that life? And I know you also made some pretty big sacrifices with your own personal career as well. Oh, million percent. I had only um, dated actors and musicians. I was in the art world. Um, Grant was a businessman. That was very different for me. I, I, I was I was my life was at night. I would sleep in, but stay up really late. Grant was up at the crack of dawn. That was not even, that was an adjustment. And, you know, basically I was an artist. I didn't know anything about money, how to manage money, how to, I didn't know how to do money. I spent money the second I got it. So, it was, so yes, it was a big adjustment being with him and, and that lifestyle. Um, I, I've always been high energy as well and, and can be go, go, go. So that was easy to, to keep up with um, and maintain. But, you, you know, he's been my biggest mentor on finances and money and the way he thinks. He constantly impresses me. I'm still learning from him. I just, I, you know, I, I, my life wouldn't be the same or where it's at now without him. So it's been really amazing to, to, to learn and to grow with him. And, and he's still, I call him sensei, you know, he's, he's just so above a black belt in business. He's a sensei. So I'm constantly learning from him and, um, and it's, it's, it's really amazing. So, so yeah, he is my, my go-to guy in business and, and, um, it was a big change from the world that I had, I was, a, I was used to. So, you know, you said 2020 was a difficult year for you. I think, I think 2020. 20, 2020. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I think you, I think what you're referencing, I, I think you're talking about maybe personally for you, I'm guessing, but, but I want to back up for a second. Uh, 2008, um, you know, Grant's talked about it uh, a little bit. And I think, you know, anyone in the real estate world was, was, you know, really going through some difficult times, but I'd like to just know your perspective of what, you know, what it was like for you and during that time when, you know, things were pretty precarious, not only for you, but for the whole world. And you guys had a lot on the line and uh, almost kind of going back to what you were saying before, a lot of people were just almost wishing for your downfall. But um, what what was that like for you during that time? And, and did it make your relationship stronger? Oh, 
that's the birth of the, the the evolution of us. In 2000 and prior 2008, we had been married for the first four years. I've been indoctrinated my entire life, especially in Hollywood, um, be this strong. And I thought to be a powerful woman meant I had to be independent and depend on no one, especially a man. So I was really cutting my nose off despite my face for so many years because I thought I had to do everything myself. Right. And no one can do anything on their own. Like you can only reach out so far and then you need other people to get you into the stratospheres. Right. And so the first four years of our marriage, we were bickering and fighting and vying over who's going to be powerful and you're not going to control me and I'm the boss and I'm the boss. And so we would create all day in our careers and come home and tear it down. We couldn't ever advance. And I never really understood why until 2008, that travesty, I was pregnant with our first child. My career was essentially older. I was older as well. So that that career was pretty much over. Grant's career was over 2008. We were on the verge of losing everything financially. And that's when I really had an epiphany. Um, I had the epiphany that we the only way we were going to make the, make it out surviving was if I really put all of everything that I could bring to the table and really become an asset and really fortify together that we could get out of this and build our empire, which we have today. But this was birthed out of that vision of 2008. So in 2008, I said, okay, what is our goal? What are we trying to do? Who are we as a couple? Not just who are we as an individual, but who are we as a couple? Like, how do we get on the same page? So we're on the same team right now. I'm, I'm, I'm married to you, but I'm team Elena. How do we become team Cardone? And where are we going? So we got on the same page. Then we figured out, as I said earlier, who does what in the relationship to contribute to that heightened level of success and that goal. It fortified us. Now we could no longer fight each other because we had real enemies that didn't want to see us achieve those targets. So now we had to become strong with each other, not do all the internal bickering because that seemed irrelevant because now we had a big purpose together. And that's what brought us together to start um, collaborating together to reach heightened levels of success. And, 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 and ironically, I became more powerful uh, partnering up with a man than I ever could have as a solo woman. So that's the irony of the whole thing that came out of the big lesson in 2008. And as soon as we collaborated with each other, we actually started to make huge leaps and bounds um, and, 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 and starting to achieve our goals. And look where we are today. We have a multi-billion dollar company. We became billionaires. That was so unfathomable in 2008. We were literally on the verge of losing it all. Like two people from Louisiana, I never went to college. We are not supposed to be where we are today. It's just not, the, the odds really don't just work in your favor. You have to really, you really have to have a person that you can go through life with that can be strong enough to hold you up and, and be there to support you. And certainly I do that for Grant and vice versa. So that's that's when 2008 really set up the whole model for our relationship and and the whole um, infrastructure of the empire that we support today. You was it um, was there a moment maybe during that time too where you thought that you know you guys wouldn't survive as a, as a couple as a result of that because you hear it all the time you know financially this you know, just tears people apart or not even necessarily as a couple but uh, I mean. I, 
I mean, I know that you probably thought that there was a possibility that things could just go make, you know, get even worse in 2008 financially and just destroy you. But as a couple, though, did you feel like that there was maybe a couple moments like, I'm not sure if this is going to work? Not really. In 2008, I was really, really committed to him and to us and to, to making this work. And when I set my mind to something, failure really isn't an option. So um, so I just decided to really go all in on us. And that was really my first entrepreneurial move because I put all my chips on a, on a guy, you know, and I was like, this is the racehorse that I'm betting on. I'm going to support him in, in X, Y and Z areas. And can he win? And, you know, it turned out I bet on a, a triple crown and, and and he won and we won. So uh, so I never doubted it at that time. There's there's been another time, I think, in 2020 that was our hardest time for a, a lot of other elements that crept in. Um, we had the pandemic. We had we had to let a whole department go. Um, because, you know, something like that exposes the weaknesses in the organization. And we were willing to cut out that to fortify and make strong the entire organization so that we could come back and rebuild and rehire. We, we, we experienced a lot of hate for that, but it was the right, I mean, it was the right decision at the time. In hindsight, maybe we jumped the gun, but I would have done it again because I'm willing to eliminate anything that's a liability to the overall organization and viability of the empire. So sometimes you you have to be willing to take those hits. But we were also um, we were also he was also doing undercover billionaire. Uh, that was a strain on our marriage. I had also come off this pretty big loss where everything, because again, I've said this now numerous times, I'm sort of the visionary, kind of an architect. I get these great ideas and then I turn them over to Grant to, and I say, hey, there, go execute it. You know, so I get the easy part, but he he does all the hard work. But everything I had set, done up until that point was a, a really big success, all my ideas. Well, I pointed him into this direction um, a little bit before 2020, um, I wanted to partner up with someone. It's 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 I compromised my integrity and my knowingness and my policies that I had previously put in place. And I, I gave over the crown to this other group that I thought knew more because they were we weren't billionaires at that time. They were. And I thought we had this really great collaboration. They were great people. I ignored all the red flags because I chased the dangling carrot. So I take responsibility, but the deal didn't work out. It cost us a lot, a lawsuit, which actually went nowhere in the end, but it cost us a lot in terms of we came off of what um, we were doing to go focus on them. So it cost us millions in that area, cost time, energy, resources, the trauma of having to go through a lawsuit, which I'm starting to, to be strong enough for at this point. But um, but it devastated me because that was my pet project and it was a colossal failure. Um, so I was really hard on myself. And and you put that with enough other circumstances. I didn't know that I, I just we were having a rough time. And I, I was thinking, oh, my God, am I could I throw in the towel? Can I quit on this? And I got to the point where I was thinking maybe I should, you know, it was it was a dark time for me. And what pulled me through that was when I realized, wait a minute, like this is a guy who's always had my back. Um, I've got to set myself straight right now because 
because I'm about restoring the family dynamic. That's my purpose on this planet. I want to restore the family dynamic on this planet that's in ruin that I believe is under attack right now. And, and if I am in this model couple um, with my husband and I have gotten to the point where I'm doubting my relationship, that's when I had to regroup. And I thought somebody got into my head, probably more than one person, probably an influence of society. And you know what? I've got to re-hook up with my purpose and my al allegiance to my purpose. If, if, if I break up with my husband, those forces that don't want to see families win, that want to keep people small and individuated, they win. And the minute I looked at that and I was like, they win because, because us being together and, and having this thing figured out is actually helping families and couples and lives across America and, and the world to become stronger. Because I believe the family foundation is the foundation for everything. It's what is the point of civilization if man and woman can't get along and procreate and continue civilization and mankind, yet we're made to be individuated. So that's when I really looked. I know I'm going deep on you again, but that's when I really looked at, you know, there's outside forces that would be so happy if Grant and I failed. And I recommitted to him, to us, to myself, to our purposes, our new goals. We had lots of communications. Okay, this is our you know, we've evolved into new roles, but we haven't upgraded and talked about things. And we mapped out everything. We got back on the same page on our agreements, our allegiance with each other, for each other. And since then, we've just been stronger and better than ever. But that was the lowest point in our relationship. And I believe that's why. Yeah, I hope I, hope I can keep it as long as possible because I just have so many more questions just from that. Again, we're on with Elena Cardone, folks. Again, if you're, if you're not following Elena, you definitely need to. Uh, she's an author. She's an actress. She is a real estate mogul. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, about what she's doing as well on her own. Well, it's never really on your own, but what she's kind of started out as a new venture for herself, which which is growing exponentially. Uh, again, if you'd like some more information about Elena, you can just go to ElenaCardone.com. You can check her out on Instagram. Just Google her and all of her stuff will come up. Uh, she's doing big things and continues to do big things. And uh, for me, just to listen to you, Elena, I really appreciate your candor and sharing with us, uh, you know, your, your story, because I think it's important uh, for people to understand, because I think a lot of people, right, they see the success, they see, you know, the 5.2 of assets, you know, 5.2 billion of assets under management, they see the Rolls and the helicopters and the and the planes and the houses and the $40 million house, I think you guys got in Malibu, I think you guys are gonna flip that, I'm not sure, but they see all that stuff. And they think, well, man, you know, they, you know, they, they, this, they, they, they don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like to be, to be, to struggle. They don't know what it's like to have difficult times. They don't know what it's like to fail. <laughs> and you just said, you just had a pretty big failure that really devastated you. So I wanted to just maybe just kind of go back to that for a second and talk a little bit about, you know, the failures because, and I know Grant's uh, actually, I feel like he's been talking a lot more about that stuff lately, but talk about, this failures, I don't have to give me specifics, but a lot of people don't understand that most of the stuff that entrepreneurs do, including probably Grant, they don't work, you know, and uh, and you do have the failures, but talk about those moments and, and really how you overcome them. You know, you overcome the failures by being committed to your purpose and your cause, and you overcome them by realizing that there are forces against you, right? There are forces that don't want to see you win. And when I analytically go back and look at that, 
and to 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 tap out and to admit defeat um just makes that side win there's people who want to see women not be strong there's people that want to see uh families degraded there's people that want to whatever your cause is who are the people that are against that and what do they do um that supports that and and so what do you do for for failures is you just recommit and you you get around the right information. You get around the right people. You look at who you've had in your life. You take responsibility first and foremost. So I took responsibility. I told you, I, I violated my policies. I, 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 I thought somebody knew more than me. I, I chased a dangling carrot. Like you have to know what you did to pull that in, or it's going to keep happening to you. So you got to take responsibility. Who in your life was around you that um, that you? went blind to or reassess and and just start making policies like i i told i i i told you earlier i have that policy i'm am i being naive don't listen look um what are the stats so so out of these great experiences for for failure is i set up how i took responsibility i set up the policies that are going to prevent me from experiencing that in the future and um and then I look at, you know, for me, I, I look at how I can use that experience for me. How can I use that to flourish and prosper? Um, because before, out of that experience in 2020, when everything just went to hell and back, I, you know, uh, I'm a, maybe it's because I'm Italian, but I looked at the, the first thing I did was, okay, uh, how can I whack them, you know? <laughs> but I knew that wasn't a reality because jail's not in my future, so um, so I came across a reference by L. Ron Hubbard that says flourish and prosper. And when I read that, it changed my life around. And so I looked at, OK, that experience, um, you know, happened to be with a billionaire. So how can how can we we become billionaires? How can we spread our message and help all the other little people? Because clearly I felt that side was actually trying to suppress us and hold us down. Right. And was unjust. So how can we do more? How can we how can we be everywhere? How can we how can we flourish and prosper? And and out of that, I, I, I thought of the idea um, of of the Cardone licensee program, which grant and the team came up with this was just a whisper campaign in his ear right and cardone capital how can we let um investors come in and ryan secco and i uh, birthed that idea and 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 so how can we get everyone how can we expand how can we really flourish and prosper and all these great ideas came out of that so i changed that and i channeled that negative energy into really flourishing and prospering and how could we win and how could we thrive and and so what happened out of that is it it got my attention off of that and being unstuck and onto something better and out as a result I have no hard feelings now that healed me that flourish and prosper healed me because I don't wish ill will on them anymore because we've helped so many people out of such goodness that came out of turning that situation into something positive. So it's really just about figuring out and being open and committed to using that energy and turning it into something powerful. And, and, and everyone has access to that ability. Wow. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned L. Ron Hubbard. Um, 
And uh, I know faith is important for everybody, whether whether whatever you decide to follow. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, the haters that are out there uh, and, you know, kind of the, the negativity that's out there. Um, I happen to study, you know, Scientology uh, a decent amount. Every Scientologist that I know is very successful, very grounded, very smart. Uh, and um, but I mean, if you could um, tell us a little bit about, you know, faith in general, we don't have to go with the Scientology route, but faith in general has been important for you because as I'm listening to you speak again, and a lot of the Scientologists that I do know, um, and the part of the part of Scientology that I do understand is the learning process. There's always a learning process and teaching you new things. And um, I've actually had some uh, uh, people that I know gone through um, uh, rehab actually uh, through uh, uh, through Dianetics and things like that. But um, tell me, tell, tell us a little bit about you know um, faith as it relates for you. And then obviously your relationship. Yeah, so the, I'm glad you brought that up because um, Scientology is not a faith-based religion. It's an applied religion. My faith-based religion is Catholicism. I was, I, I'm baptized, I'm confirmed, I've never been kicked out of the Catholic Church, I'm in excellent standings. So that's my faith-based religion, um, and it's faith-based, it's faith. Scientology is very different. Um, it's an applied religion. So uh, one of the one of the sayings there is, um, "What's true for you is true for you." So that's why it's non-denominational. They're never going to tell you what to believe in. The word Scientology means ology means the study of, right? So it's knowing how to know. It's the it's knowing how to know. So the courses that I take in Scientology, I've taken five finance courses, personal values and integrity, a communication course, how to overcome ups and downs in life, a confidence course. I've taken so many courses that just aren't provided by my faith-based religion. So I am a Catholic practicing Scientology because I'm applying it to my life. I I read material. If it's true for me, I apply it and I can change the trajectory of my life with that information. So um, that's why it's never been in conflict with my Catholic religion. Yeah, I, I um, I'm not a really religious person uh, myself. I'm Catholic, and but I always almost kind of just what you're saying. Whatever works for you, uh, you know. I actually went through some courses uh, with Scientology. I learned a lot, actually. Um, and uh, you know, um, you know, this whole thing isn't about Scientology. We could go down that for a long for 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 hours. But um, like, I think everything you said. I, I've always been the type of person that uh, if I'm put in a situation that maybe I'm not even that comfortable with it, but if I can learn from it, I will. And one thing I will say about Scientology, I'm not a Scientologist, is that everything I know uh, and everyone that I've met, uh, they're always just evolving and learning. And and it's really interesting. I've never heard anyone say what you just said. And I honestly didn't know that part of it, um, that, you know, that there's, you know, kind of two different, you know, paths. You can have your faith-based religion, uh, and then you can also have the Scientology part of it. So um, thanks for sharing that, you know, uh, with us and with me. Um, let's jump into, I hope we have a little bit more time. I want to jump into, to more about you now as your brand and, and, and what you've done. Um, and, and, uh, I think when I was, uh, talking with, you know, your assistant, you know, she was asking me like, well, well what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, as you could probably tell, I don't have like a list of questions. I just like to listen to you and then, and, and then go from there. Um, but you as an entity, uh, over the past several years is really, really starting to grow, um, 
you know, you recently, you know, got licensed. Uh, I know you're, you're building a team with, with EXP Realty, but talk about, um, and again, I think this is still tied to your relationship with Grant, but I'd love to hear about, um, you know, that thought process for you as, as a woman, as an individual to kind of have this thing of you as an entity really, I'm, I'm using, I'm saying that saying on your own, I mean, I know it's never really on your own, but you're really kind of building you. I mean, Grant is continuing to build him, um, but now is you as an entity. I just like to know like what that was like and, and, and what it is like for you now. A building me. What's it like? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's a, it's a learning process for me because, um, because I have to figure out, I've never started a business I've supported Grant with his business, our business, which is, I'm, I don't know how to do all of that. So now I became a licensed realtor for the, for the sole purpose to um, help all the people that come into my organization be able to be empire builders. And, and our platform allows for that with the second and third sources of, of additional income, this leveraged income. So um, so it's been a learning process for me because I've had to figure out how to build the infrastructure to support that business. I'm also now doing build an empire business and 10x ladies. So I have all of these things going on, yet I still have the role of a mother and I still have the role of a wife and I still have my philanthropic endeavor. So it's just trying to figure out how to, as you say, get better and figure it all out and get around the right information. As long as I have the right information, I'm okay. As long as I, as long as I know how to apply um, processes or procedures that help me to have a better life, I'm okay. So, um, but did you, but did you feel like, um, I mean, I think a lot of people would say, or maybe from, from the outside looking in that you didn't have to do any of that stuff. I mean, you could continue to just do what you've done and, you know, as the supporting role, I guess, um, you know, again, I apologize if that's the wrong way to say it, but you didn't have to do all that stuff. So you added this additional, I call it stressor or what have you, you know, to go out, get your license to, to, to build, to, to build this organization through EXP. Um, you know, you wrote the book and all this other stuff. You didn't have to do all that stuff, but did you, did you do it for you? I guess is what I'm try, trying to get at. Is that why you've done a lot of this stuff? Because you wanted to have something that, that is really kind of from you or, or, or I don't know. I'm just, is that the wrong question? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I do, I do want to help you out with something that I could tell you struggled with just now is even the word um, saying of the supportive role. You, you didn't know if that was okay to say or not. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I want you to know that I struggled with that for a long time because I thought I had to be this in order to be a powerful woman. I had to do it all by myself, never depend on anyone, but especially a man, right? For that. And now I found myself later in life, I sacrificed a lot. I gave up my career, traded it in in order to trade up to what we have now. But I didn't know that at the time. Anyway, I felt like I should be embarrassed or humiliated or women everywhere would not like me because I'm a support to my husband. And I looked up the word um, support means amongst many definitions. But the two in particular that I like the most are to show active interest in the success of. So there's no apology there. I show active interest in the success of my husband. No apology. 
And number two, it means strong enough to bear the weight of. So, and it mentions a support beam. So I thought about it. And if I'm a support beam, right? And I had to bear the weight of Grant Cardone, the children, all the people and, and the whole world that comes with the Grant Cardone thing. Wouldn't I have to be stronger than the thing I was bearing the weight of? So then I thought about it and I, I thought, okay, so I support us. I'm the one that holds this family together. I'm, I am the glue. I am the support beam. I need to apologize to be, for being support when I'm stronger than Grant Cardone and anyone who has a brain can look at that and see that that's true. So that's when I really own that there's nothing degrading about being a support system at all. So, um, you know, if any other woman has a problem with that, maybe you can enlighten them with how um, a high and honor it is to be in that role. Because I really want to destigmatize that word. I think it's another word that's used to um, come into the break of families and partners and man and woman together, working together. Oh, if we can make her wrong or make him wrong for supporting either side, we split them apart. Then they're weak and they're not stronger together. And then we can keep everybody held down. So, um, so on that note, why am I doing what I'm doing now? Um, because I can, because I have grant support, because he shows active interest in the success of me, because I feel like um, my purpose is now so big. It's really, as I've mentioned before, it's to restore the, the family dynamic on this planet. And, um, and so I can't sit back anymore. I have to still maintain my support role with Grant and us because that's that's our foundation. But now I have this opportunity to help people and couples are also figure out how to get along and work well and have the similar successes. And I'm passionate about women empowering women so that they own their power so that they can be stronger in their lives, but then they can have the power, which is capacity or the in ability to influence the behavior of others, then they can influence their brothers, their sisters, their husbands, their children, you know, and the ripple effect continues. They can then have be the power of their community and the world and, and women can change this world by really stepping up and, and owning that power. So these purposes are so big now that I can't just sit back and do just what I did. I can't afford that luxury anymore because I look around and the world isn't where it should be or my vision of it. My vision of it is when a woman is asked next to her husband and he says, oh, I'm the CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation. And the wife says, when asked, what do you do? She doesn't just say, oh, I'm just a wife or I'm just a mother. Like, wait, what? Mothers are responsible for rearing productive members, can productive contributing members to society. We're only responsible for the procreation of civilization and all of mankind. Like, like, okay, so now when asked, what do you do? I'm the CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation. Wow, that's cool. What do you do? I'm a mother. Wow, you're a mother. Like, wow, like until I see that world and women like, owning who they are and what we contribute to this planet. Um, 
I can't sit back and do nothing and just be happy being in planes and helicopters and $40 million homes, which are all nice and lovely and wonderful. And But I don't base my success on what we've gotten. My success now comes from my legacy play, which is how many other people can be successful and have the life that they envision as well. You are good, man. I All right. I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I did want to talk to you about your daughters. Um, you know, uh, you, you know, I, you know, I see them from afar, right. And some of the things that they're, they're, they're up to. And, um, but I'd love to hear, um, you know, your thoughts on, um, kind of now I wouldn't say putting them on the spot, out in the spotlight, but you know, they're, 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 they're a part of the organization now. Right. And, um, what are you, was there any sort of hesitation or, or, or even resistance from either one of you about, you know, do we do we really want to to uh, put our kids out there like the way you have? Uh, and and I just love to hear like what you know what the thought process has been for you, uh, because I think a lot of parents want to you know protect their kids. I mean, especially the way social media is now. I'm sure that there's probably haters and everything else out there. Um, what what's that been like for you to 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 parent and to and to educate and to um, you know help your children grow in this world that we're living in today? Well, it's our responsibility to make the environment safe. So um, so there is that concern. Um, but I believe we, 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 we are making the environment safe for them. Uh, we control their social media they post, but we, we watch who they're talking to and who has communications with them. Um, here's the thing. I've indoctrinated our kids since we were very little. I've told them, look, we're team Cardone. We want to help people. We want to make a difference for the better. This is how we do it. We do seminars. We do blah, 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 blah. Since they were little to, to they've been taught this, you know, and of course, when they were little, I would say mama and papa are superheroes. Do you want to be a superhero too? And do you like this mission? Do you want to be a part of it? I allowed them to exchange with us. So they would help us, whether it's emptying trash cans at the office or making phone calls or, 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 or being okay at an early age. If we had to go off and be at a seminar, being okay, I always put them in charge. I say, you're responsible for taking care of the house and watching the nanny. And, and, and when you don't have a problem and you don't um, require my attention, I can give my attention and Grant can give his attention to this audience and then they can go home and be better parents and do better in business and, and help their families. And when you allow us to do that, you're actually helping them too. That's how you contribute. That's that, that, that is your role. If you so choose this of how you can contribute. So they've been allowed to contribute since they were very young and in any ways that they wish to contribute. Sometimes it's with a smile. Sometimes it's putting on shows for you and they, they, they want to be happy, right? They want to make you happy. So um, they've always been invited to be a part of this world. Um, and so we allow them to contribute because they want to exchange. I, I don't want to shelter them and make them fear the world. Um, so trying to protect and shelter your child so much, um, you know, I, I believe can be detrimental. Um, again, I'm, I'm not talking about putting adult problems on a child's lines. Like they shouldn't know about certain things. I agree. Um, but but again, that's my responsibility to keep the environment safe. But again, like I told our children, um, I never said be dangerous, uh, be be, be watch out, be careful. Like we never let them 
hear the words, be careful. Why? Because that's introverting. I'm scared of the world, but yet they have to go out into the world and they have to meet people. And we never said, don't talk to strangers. Again, we make the environment safe so that they can talk to strangers because as they get older, they have to talk to people and communicate. It's people that have everything you want. If you're, if you're reared to be so scared of everyone and everything, you know, it puts an introversion on, on a, on a child and an adult. So um, it's just different ways that we've, we've reared the children to be competent. And, and as they get older, they will be made aware of, of certain things and elements to look out for and be cautious of. But until they become age appropriate, it's our job to not have that in their universe. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I do. And, yeah. and, I, and it's, you know, look, it's, 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 a, it's a decision as a parent that any parent I think would have to make about whatever life they live and how much they decide to share with their kids and, and how they decide to set up their lives. And I think you guys are I'm doing a fantastic job. I know we don't have a lot of time. I just want, I want to ask one last question as I'm listening to you and all the things that you're doing. Um, and, um, you know, you're a mom, you're, you know, you are, uh, you know, you're a wife, uh, you're an empire builder, you're an author, you're a speaker, uh, you know, you're super fit too. I watch the, you're doing all this stuff. Um, how do you, how do you find the time? What's your, what's your day? Like what time are you getting up in the morning? Cause I think a lot of people like look at all the stuff that you might be doing and you're just over just listening to you. Some people might be overwhelmed. Like how does she do all this stuff? How, how do you, how do you do all this stuff? <laughs> well, I, I keep a schedule and I, I have discipline. So I just do it anyway. It doesn't matter how I feel about it. And it's pretty busy, but I'm also, you know, I also don't have to be the superhero. <laughs> which means I don't have to do everything all to myself. So as we've built up the ourselves and our organization, you know, empires require people. So now I, I can have the luxury of having a housekeeper. I can have a family assistant, a, a nanny. Um, I can delegate. I can have an executive assistant. I can delegate so that I can prioritize my time, energy into being the most effective for my life. I love it. I love it. Again, I really appreciate you being here. Um, I could talk to you for the next two hours, but you're busy. We're just like, we're doing a lot of stuff. So I appreciate you making the time uh, for us. Again, we've been on with Elena Cardone and we, and there's, there's so much to her life, but uh, she gave us this hour and I appreciate you doing that. Again, if you'd like some more information about Elena, if you want to work with her, she actually works with individuals as well. If you're thinking, Hey, you know what? If she can do all this stuff, I can do all this stuff as well. You go to our website, elenacardone.com. You could take a look at some of the things that she's doing. Uh, you could take a look at some of the, you could take a look at her, obviously her book and some of the other um, uh, courses that she uh, offers to people as well. Doing a lot of stuff. And if you've listened to everything she said, she's really doing it to help humankind. And, and she said it a bunch of times in, 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 in several different ways. So if you want to learn, if you want to get better, if you want to 10X your life, Go to elenacardone.com. Uh, check her out. You could obviously check her out on Instagram. It's also Elena Cardone. And her TikTok is Elena Cardone Official. Just Google her. She's doing some awesome stuff. Uh, an amazing woman. And thank you so much for being here. My name is Mike Alden. That's Elena Cardone. And we'll see you soon. I'm super excited about our latest program. Look, we've been on television for close to 20 years, literally selling hundreds of millions of dollars with products and services that have had a positive impact on people's lives. We've created 
millionaires. If you've ever watched television, you've most likely seen me on television, not dressed like this, but in a suit and a tie. Listen, we've re-engineered the process. We're allowing people, a small group of people, whether you're an author, whether you're a business coach, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you have a program or a service that you feel as though that could have a positive impact on people's lives and you wanna up-level your game, you know, you're tired of what's going on on social media, you're tired of AI is not kicking in, you're tired of all the money that you're spent and you're not seeing any return, you're tired of all these fraudsters out there that tell you they're gonna put you in Huffington Post or USA Today or Forbes and it's nothing just but a joke, you want to be in front of millions of people every single day all over the country? Folks, we've been doing it for 20 years. We've re-engineered the process. We've made it possible for the average everyday person to participate in this. If you want to up-level your game, if you truly want to build your profile, if you truly want to get in front of millions of people every single day, send me a direct message at MikeAlden2012. You'll see it on the bottom of the screen at Mike Alden 2012 and put TV in the message and I will get back to you personally and see if you're a good fit for us. Again, send me a direct message at Mike Alden 2012. Send me the message TV and we'll see if you're a good fit.